0: Thank you once again for tuning into the Thursday edition of the podcast, and uh, Lord willing, we'll be in Psalm 119 today, verse 57 through 64. That is Sheth, part of the division of Psalm 119, and so if you have your Bibles handy and you're willing to join us, would you join us there in Psalm 119, verse 57. Before we start in Psalm 119, I do want to make an announcement concerning the ministry, and of course, uh, the First John Project is up and going, and to those of you interested, by the start of the year, uh, you can begin the First John Project. You get a couple days head start if you'd like to. But if you go to andsomeevangelists.com and you can click on the First John Project link and you can find flashcards to download, you can find a schedule to download, tips and tricks and a little bit of help. And so I pray that some of you would take us up on that to learn First John. It's a way of memorizing First John in just a year. It seems like more than that, but it's really two verses a week is all that it is. We hope that some of you will take a look at that and maybe uh, use this opportunity to memorize First John. Also, we're going to be at the Rich Acres Baptist Church starting this Sunday. That's going to be the 1st of January. That's 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, and 6 p.m. on Sunday, the Rich Acres Baptist Church in Martinsville, Virginia. And then we'll be there Monday through Wednesday at 7 p.m. each night. So if you would pray for those services, and then we'll leave there. And the following Sunday we will be in Spring Hope, North Carolina for the 11 o'clock service, the 6 p.m. service over in Spring Hope. And so we're certainly looking forward to the Lord is going to do. We thank the Lord for his goodness to us. And uh, let's look at Psalm 119 now. So we're we'll starting in verse 57. He says, Thou art my portion, O Lord. I have said that I would keep thy words. In verse 58, he says, I entreated thy favor with my whole heart. Be merciful unto me according to thy word. And that's one of those great statements. We've talked about that in recent podcasts about the whole heart, all of your heart. It is how man is required to seek God with his whole heart. After salvation, we're to incline our heart unto the Lord, to completely give our heart unto him, and of course he changes us in salvation. We then have that ability to seek him with our whole heart, but most of us don't take the opportunity to do that. And yet God wants us to He desires us to And he said here I entreat thy favor with my whole heart Well how do you entreat God's favor with your whole heart It is seeking God It is finding him in the word of God There's no other way And I've listened over the years As I continue on in this ministry now We're getting ready to start our 17th year on the road And I look as people give all these explanations of how to draw close to God and how to have a relationship with God, and it usually involves the external things. It usually involves manifestations, and there are spiritual things, scriptural things that are absolutes and absolutely correct. Prayer is one of those ways to draw nigh unto God. Fasting is one of those ways to draw nigh unto God. Giving is one of those ways. God rewards openly that cheerful giver that gives of himself and gives beyond the norm, and God rewards that. Those are ways that please God, those are entreating favor of the Lord. That's why he said, it's with your whole heart. But I want to say, fourthly, in addition to that, one of the ways to entreat the Lord is to seek him in the Word of God and then to believe what the Word of God says. And people have asked me before, this evening, Brother McVeigh, what is the strength of your ministry? And I don't really know how to answer something like that. It's kind of like when somebody says, How did your meetings go? I mean, you know, do they really want the brute uh brutal honesty or do they really Want to hear exactly what I think? Or is it just a matter of just going, oh, they were great. Oh, yeah, they were wonderful, you know? And the reality is when people ask you, say, what's one of the aspects of your ministry that is a strength that is just believing the word of God, believing what God said, letting the word of God run its course. And I have learned myself, I don't try to manipulate that. I don't try to manipulate people. I don't try to use psychology to get people to come. I don't try to use uh, other avenues to try to reach people other than the word of God. And I, in my flesh, could do a lot of things. I can actually be very convincing. I could sway men and persuade men in my flesh. But the reality is, if God can't persuade them, then how in the world can I persuade them? And so when we persuade men, because we do know the terror of the Lord, but we do that with the word of God. And so we certainly need to give credence to the word of God and take note of these things. When he said, I entreated thy favor with my whole heart. And so the word of God is part of that, searching God with your whole heart. Be merciful unto me according to thy word. I thought on my ways and turned my feet unto thy testimonies. And again, God's testimonies are pure. God's testimonies are right. God's testimonies are holy. They're the testimonies of Jesus Christ. We know that in the word of God. These are eyewitness accounts, things that are absolute, absolute truth. No variableness, and you know I give an eyewitness account, and I fail in that. I give a testimony of what I have seen or experienced, and as time goes on, things can grow dim or change, even my conversion to salvation. I've sat and wondered sometimes if if I look back at that, there's things I might have added to in my mind and convinced myself of the years this took place or this took place and and, and yet the reality is that I can't run back to that place, although I do go to that place at times, but it's what I am today that proves to me that I'm saved and that the testimony I give could change. The testimony of, well, because I'm human, I'm flesh, I'm frail, and my testimony could change, but his does not change. And so when I think on my ways and turn to his testimonies, because my ways are not always his ways, even since salvation. But I can turn to his testimonies and know that his testimonies are pure and his testimonies are right. And so if we'll turn to his testimonies and he said, turn my feet, why? Because that's his ways. His testimonies show you his ways. And if our feet will turn, then everything else will follow our feet. I don't know about you, but I normally, if I would be so inclined to take a walk, I would take a walk and my feet are going to lead me where I need to go. In that is a way, in that is a path, in that is a direction. All of those things, my feet lead and I follow. Then he says, I made haste and delayed not to keep thy commandments. And so again, he speaks of these things, uh, delay not to keep thy commandments. Why? Because the commandments of God, again, are holy. They're just. So we talk about all of these things, but in light of this, finding favor of the Lord, that our feet would follow him, that our heart would follow him, and I would make haste and not delay to keep his commandments. So all of these hinge on that matter of favor with the Lord. And he said in Psalm 30 and verse 7, one of the places we see that favor as the psalmist writes in Psalm 30 and verse 7, this is, of course, a uh, psalm of David. He said, Lord, by thy favor, thou hast made my mountain to stand strong. Thou didst hide thy face, and I was troubled. So as David builds that house for the Lord, how can we say that he found favor of the Lord because he did it according to the command of God. He did it according to what God had instructed him, what God had shown him. He found favor of the Lord because he obeyed the word of God. Psalm 45 and verse 12, and the daughter of Tyre shall be there with a gift. Even the rich among the people shall entreat thy favor. Who is that? Well, verse 11, this song of the sons of Korah So shall the king greatly desire thy beauty, for he is thy lord, and worship thou him. And then he said, Even the rich among the people shall entreat thy favor. So you find favor by doing good, you find favor by doing right, you find favor by being honest and having integrity and coming with a pure heart and with a clean heart. Psalm 89 kind of summarizes some of this in verse 17, finding favor with the Lord. And I'll start in verse 16. It says, in thy name shall they rejoice all the day, and thy righteousness shall they be exalted, for thou art the glory of their strength, and in thy favor our horn shall be exalted. For the Lord is our defense, and the Holy One of Israel is our King. And of course, this is Ezra the Ezraite here, and we know that God showed favor by the Word of God. When they obeyed God and turned their feet into his ways and under his testimonies, and they made haste to keep his commandments, and they sought the word of God, and they were uh, considering the things of God, they obeyed God. They didn't just sit and ponder these things, but they obeyed God. They moved by faith, and they found favor with God because they believed God. Verse 61 of Psalm 119, the bands of the wicked have robbed me, but I have not forgotten thy law. And so again, the law of God, the commandments of God, the word of God, the testimonies of God. Verse 62, he'll speak of his judgments. Verse 63, he'll speak of his precepts. Every one that we've spoken of in the first passages of Psalm 119 are mentioned in shaft. And it's because God is trying to show us his ways. He said, statutes, teach me thy statutes. They're in this passage. God is trying to reveal his ways to us, that our feet would walk in his ways in obedience to the scripture, in obedience to the word of God, not be self-willed, submit ourselves unto him. And also, can I say this? We give ourselves a living sacrifice. That's what God desires for us. Why? You find that in the scripture. It's part of that obedience. And it's interesting. He said, at midnight, will I rise to give thanks unto thee because of thy righteous judgments. And I was looking at that midnight, and years ago I was challenged to look at time in the Bible and, and look at the, the early hours of the day about the breaking of the dawn and the things that took place, such as an empty tune at the breaking of the dawn, and, and of course that ninth hour, the things that took place in the ninth hour, and then the things that took place in the midnight hour, that angel of God was going to pass over about midnight and at midnight, he said, the Lord came, smote all the firstborn of Egypt. Samson lay till midnight. And Samson got up at midnight, took the gates of the city, the post, put them up on that hill in Hebron. And Boaz awoke at midnight and found that damsel laying at his feet. And at midnight, he awoke and became a kinsman redeemer to her. We see in, the, in Matthew, the midnight, the bridegroom cometh. It's going to be at midnight that he cometh. We know that the, the master is coming. He said even at midnight. Luke, he said he shall go unto him at midnight. At midnight, Paul and Silas sang praises. We see at midnight, it was when the ship... Uh, "'Drew near to some country, and that ship began to break apart, and God worked a miraculous miracle.'" So again, there's things that take place in the Word of God at midnight, that time is important, and he said here, "'At midnight I will rise to give thanks unto thee because of thy righteous judgments.'" Now, I know that's foreign to people today, but my thought on this, if the sun goes down at 6 p.m., midnight's not a far cry to rise and give thanks unto the Lord. It's not a far cry to get those hours of sleep and spend the night season with God. And if you're gonna shed tears, the night season, scripturally, is a time to weep. It's a time to shed tears. It's a time to call upon him. He said, evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. When you cry in the night season, and God is tender towards that, and God, I believe, shows favor towards that nighttime cry. And that's not dogmatic about that. I have experienced that. I have personally seen that. Arising at the night and crying unto God, and God hears in that night hour. If we're willing to forsake a little bit of sleep to rise in that late night and to seek God's face and to search God out, it would help a lot of us just to get to bed a lot earlier. It'd help a lot of us just to go. And I realize in ministry, there's no such thing as an early bedtime. It's just the reality of today. It's the reality of 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 modern electric, modern lights, modern convenience. But all all to seek him in that midnight hour, to find and give thanks unto him because of his righteous judgments in the midnight hour. And then verse 63, he said, I have a companion of all them that fear thee and of them that keep thy precepts. So why would he be a companion of all them that fear him? Because he's in the right way. And others that fear God are in that way. And when you're in God's way, you'll find other people in God's way, and you'll find companions in God's way. Now, we know in other ways, there's companions, there's companions of fools, companions of the unrighteous, but in God's way will find companions that fear God. And that's what you find in God's ways. Why? So the house of God is so important. To forsake not the assumption of ourselves together as the manner of some is. Why? Because there are people there that are in the right way. They're in God's way. And God wants you to walk in that way. God wants me to walk in that way and be a companion of them that fear him. And he said, of them that keep thy precepts. That's who fears God, those that keep his precepts. The earth, O Lord is full of thy mercy. And we talked about that in previous podcasts, the mercy of the Lord. He is a merciful God. God has extended mercy. And I love what our dear friend, uh, Brother Church down there in North Carolina said for many years, I've used it on the podcast, but he said, mercy is God exacting less than we deserve for our iniquities. And I've always thought there was a tremendous definition, God giving us God exacting to us less than what our iniquities deserve. Our iniquities deserve wrath. Our iniquities deserve judgment. We've not walked in God's ways. We've not walked according to his word. We've not walked in his testimonies. We haven't always obeyed his commandments. We have forgotten his law. We've not had righteous judgments. We've not kept his precepts. We've not obeyed and learned his statutes. But then the entrance of thy word giveth light. And all of a sudden, the light of the word of God shone upon our hearts. And the Holy Ghost shed abroad in our hearts that love of God within us, and all of a sudden we saw His statutes, His precepts, His law, His commandments. We saw these things by the Word of God, and that's why He said, "Oh, the earth, of the Lord is full of Thy mercy." God was merciful to us and that He revealed Himself to us. God showed us ourselves. That's the mercy of God, that God would show you truly what you are in your self righteousness and your indignation, the fact that you have no faith, you have no love, you have no humility, you have no temperance. All the works of the flesh are manifest. And when God reveals that, that's a mercy. That is God's mercy, that He would even let you turn from such a vile life and such a self righteous life and such an indignant life. all oh, that God would extend mercy to us, bless his holy name. He said, the earth, O Lord, is full of thy mercy. Teach me thy statutes. And so as we close out this section of Psalm 119, the psalmist simply tells the Lord, teach me thy statutes. Let me know your ways. Let me walk in your paths. Let me obey you. Let me be a follower of Jesus Christ. Would you tune in again tomorrow on the podcast? Thank you so much for listening. There is a lost soul who's tired of the sinning and he longs to return to the Lord as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelists.com. One seven zero zero six. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow, and remember to look up for your redemption for all night.